Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Fightful.com here with a name you know. And you know her because you've seen her here before, among other places. Where haven't you seen her? We got Allison Kay. She's still got the Sienna Twitter handle. It's a party. <laughs> yes, I think the last time we spoke, I was mentioning how I wanted to get rid of it, and I still haven't. You, um, you got to make some money off that. Exactly. So many people message me, but most of the time they're like 12-year-old girls. They're like, can I have that name? That's my real name. It's not your real name. For real, I have so many DMs. No, you, you gotta if you if you do it, you gotta sell it. I appreciate that you. Still Is that legal? Am oh, I you, can, you can sell a Twitter handle for sure. Oh, then I'm gonna do that for sure. But the last I tried, I actually tried to update my Twitter handle recently, and Instagram just told me no. Wow. They said I had to contact support. I don't know why. So. Wow. Well, since we spoke, Toronto 2019, you got a lot of stuff that, that's happened. I mean, my gosh, you are everywhere blood sport you popped up on AEW you've done NWA you've done an awful lot of stuff which you were doing NWA back then as well what's what's new in the life of Allison K in the world of a pandemic because like four months after we talked all this crap went down and things I'm sure have changed for you yeah a lot has changed um a lot of ups and a lot of downs so I'm sure uh, a lot of people can relate especially going through the pandemic I don't have to tell you how terrible it was I mean, what's new in the life of me? I'm a free agent. So I think I actually realized this past weekend I was in Tampa. I don't know when you're going to post this. So I'm dating it. I'm sorry. But in Tampa for WrestleCon, I realized talking to a lot of my peers that a lot of people think that I'm signed somewhere. And I even had someone who thought I was still signed with Impact. And I was like, oh. And they're like, maybe I'm just seeing old clips. And I'm like, yeah, yeah they're old clips. They they're do. definitely they- old clips. They show old matches all the time and you are regularly appearing on that program. Yes. So maybe that's it. But 
even my own peers thinking that I'm signed somewhere. So just want to be clear because I, you know, I, I am a truly independent wrestler right now. So um, if I'm, if people are booking me or you're signing up to my Patreon or my Twitch or buying merch off my website, you are helping me pay my bills. I am truly independent. I am truly a free agent right now. You most recently were contracted to NWA, correct? Because I remember correct. when that deal was coming up. And obviously they were in a very wild state of flux. You could argue that they still are in a state of flux. But when when that deal was coming up, things had changed significantly. The world had changed. There had been some issues with with obviously executives there. What went into your decision to to not remain there? Or was it, was it a company decision? Was it a mutual decision? How did that work? That was a mutual decision. Um, me getting out of my contract with NWA. So my contract was going to end in December anyway. And what had happened was, <laughs> let me backtrack a little bit. So pandemic hits, we were doing Carnyland, we're just doing digital content. Once that stopped and we didn't do anything for a while. And then we started working with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And we did Primetime Live a little bit. I only did one of those episodes, uh, Wrestling with Nicole Savoy. That was September. And we were always allowed, well, I was only with NWA for what, like two years maybe, but we were always allowed to work the indies. And then when pandemic is hit and we're doing primetime live now and not the YouTube show, we were told they didn't want us to work the indies anymore, which I was like, okay, we're, you know, doing stuff with primetime. You want to make sure people are, well, here was the thing. I'm, I'm sorry. I should clarify. We weren't allowed to do any streaming indies. But the thing uh, is, that was all the indies. That's yes. all the indies at that point. And that's how they're making because, their money back these days. Yes. Only the only real indies that were able to run that were going to pay you were the ones who were streaming because they're either no audience or very limited yeah. capacity. So that basically meant we couldn't work the indies. And, and even uh, before the pandemic, it was going that way an awful lot. Like there there were, there's almost, there's streams of everything now. Yeah. A lot of things, a lot of, a lot of streaming, unless I want to do like a random show in a backyard in Michigan, which definitely was happening during the pandemic, <laughs> um, which was not going to pay me very well. So yeah. I, yeah. So we were told like not to do that. And um, at that time I actually had already agreed to do blood sport and shimmer in October. So I did tell them like, I'm doing these shows. Like I already agreed to it. They already advertised me. I'm doing them. But after that, fine, whatever. I'll, I won't do them for the rest of the year. Sure. Um, but then the primetime live deal ended pretty quickly and then we were doing nothing and we tried to get power to come back. We we're pushing for power to come back in December. And we just, you know, kept being told, no, 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 we're going to wait. We're going to wait. And so I did reach out and I said, if we're not going to do prime time and we're not going to do power this year, I would like to be able to work the Indies. I need to be able to pay my bills Yeah. and our pays a lot of our, well, all of our pay uh, was cut to some extent during the pandemic. So I needed to make money. <laughs> And my request was to be allowed to work the Indies, but the response was, well, we can let you out of your contract for the next two months. I only had two months left anyway. I didn't think it was necessary to let me out of it, but I was like, okay, I'll go work the Indies. Then I knew I was going to make more money on the Indies than I was making at, with my current pay since they were coming back. So I had to do what I had to do to pay my bills. Um, and then AEW popped up right after, yeah. which was that was a roller coaster of a week. Oh yeah, I'm excited to talk about that. Uh, yeah. What's what's your relationship with the NWA like right now? Is it positive? Is it amicable? Um, <clears throat> we're on good terms. We are on good terms. Billy made that very clear when we when I we signed the release papers. We're on good terms. Um, I do want the fans to know that 
I want it to be there. I do want the fans to know that everyone that was on the roster, well, I can't speak for everyone, I suppose, <laughs> but I would say the majority of the roster in January, 2020, everyone that was there that I was talking to anyway, mm-hmm. uh, wanted to be there. Everyone wanted to be there and don't let anyone ever tell you any different. It's a, it was a good roster too, as, as we've it seen, was. like there's just supremely talented members of that roster. People seem to like working with Billy Corgan. I've heard almost nothing but good things from talent about working with him. How, how was that? At the shows, he was, um, he was approachable. I would say at the shows, um, he wasn't, he was hands-on, but like, we also had like other people that we went to for a lot of the logistical things. So I feel like I didn't talk to him too much, but he always seemed very approachable. And, um, we had a good crew at the shows. I mean, once a pandemic hit and you are only talking to people via email and stuff, you, I don't know, it changes, obviously it's different. Everyone, everyone went through a lot during the pandemic, obviously. And, um, I don't know. It's, it was, it was fine. It was fine. I'll just say that. Are you open to working with them in the future? Are you open to a return if, if the situation facilitates itself, whether it be under a contract or on a per appearance basis? I'm open to it. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I would sign another contract, to be honest with you, but I'm open to working with them again, depending on the circumstances. Well, right after that, as we mentioned, I think I had, I think I had reached out to you for an interview as soon as the release happened, and you're like, "Let's hold off like a week." And I was like, "What's she got going on? What's going on?" <laughs> and then you pop up at AEW, and you're working a, a high-profile match against Serena Deeb, who mind-boggling she didn't wrestle for years especially seeing how good she is in the ring yes please explain to me every detail (laughs) how did this come about oh my gosh um so this was like i mentioned a roller coaster of a week so (laughs) i go from i mean essentially losing my job even though it was on mutual terms i'll say i I lost my job i i tweet hey everyone i'm a free agent because i'm gonna put it out there like i can work (laughs) um you know and uh like i'm free to work and the next day I had an email from AEW. Um, I had a message from someone else too, but I'm not going to get into that, those details, but I, uh, got an email. You know, I'm going to find out, right? I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to find out. It was Lucha Underground. Oh man. It was WCW. WCW was coming back. WCW 2021. I yeah, love it. Yeah. Half my interview with Shaza McKenzie was about that. Oh my gosh. Um, I would totally do that by the way. So if it's real, call me. Um, <laughs> So I had an email from AEW. And so I went from like a low, like I was, you know, happy to work the indies and, and not have to deal with contract stuff and report to anyone and things like that. But it was still a low. I would call that a low because I didn't know what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I have an email from AEW. And so of course that put me on a high and they're like, Hey, you want to come out in what three days? I think it was to work the pay-per-view or the pre-show of the pay-per-view, but still is the pay-per-view. I'm calling it the pay-per-view. Yeah. And um, so of course I'm like, Yeah. And it's funny because um, before I responded to that, because of course I'm like, I'm thinking everything through, like, this is, you know, I'm just, you just want to, I don't just want to be like, yeah, like right away. I want to read it and let it sit for a second, maybe message a friend and be like, Hey, guess what? Um, Should I do this? You know? And uh, in that time, Tony Khan actually DM'd me on Twitter, (laughs) which is funny because I've never spoken to him before. Yeah. And uh, he DM'd me. He was like, Hey, you available Saturday, which is like, so Tony Khan like very approachable, very like chill. And, um, I had just emailed back to the AEW, um, office and I let him know like, yeah, 
I emailed back, I'm available, I'm excited, blah, blah, blah. It was also my birthday week. That was another wow. thing that happened. I think it was, was it November 6th that that aired? I, I want to say that that was when the pay-per-view was and yes. my birthday was the day before. <laughs> so I, so much happening in just that one week. And then I go to the pay-per-view and then the next like, Sunday I'm at my house again. So it's like, then I, I go from a, a low to a high to a neutral. Yeah. It, you know, it, it happens so fast that I'm like, did that really happen? Can you confirm that that really happened? <laughs> Gosh, it was, I mean, it was one, it, it's a great way to get yourself out there as soon as you're a free agent. Cause people know, oh, well, she's available, but also people see you on AEW and they go, but is she available? Yes. Yes. I, people still today, like last week were like, oh, so are you, are you signed? Are you, what are you doing? Are you going here? Are you going there? Did so-and-so contact you? You know, a, a lot of people think that I am signed somewhere, but I'm not. The last few years, I mean, ironically, as we film this, I'll, I'll date it. Samoa Joe got released yesterday when he was popping up on like six different shows in 2015. WWE was like, no, we got to sign you. We got, we got to put an end to this. And that really did change a lot of the way that wrestling was going again after it had scaled back the other way. And people assume that if you're on that program, you were signed. Right. Now, granted, you do have television experience now with AEW, Ring of Honor, uh, WWE, Impact, like NWA, a wealth of different promotions. So, I mean, it doesn't seem like there isn't anything you would be like, wouldn't be prepared for or anything like you've, you've worked TV in all those different places. How have any of them differed like to a point to which you would notice at least? Um, and NWA was definitely different with the studio setting, Hmm. but even that I wouldn't say was like off putting, you know, I would say the most similar were Impact and NXT. Those uh, venues were very similar. They were just reverse. Like the hard yeah. cam was on the opposite side, but they looked so similar. I remember when I did the Mayon Classic, you know, it was so nerve wracking. That was my first match back after eight months. I had a situation where I was diagnosed with blood clots. Oh. Very scary. But my first match back was the Mayon Classic. No pressure. And <laughs> I remember looking out there, like I was so nervous, um, especially hadn't had performed on a show in that long. And um, I remember looking out at, at the venue and going, oh, this looks just like impact. Okay, I can do this. I can do this. I've done this before. <laughs> did, I mean, when, when you get the call for the May Young Classic, how did you feel about that? I mean, I ain't even done talking about AEW yet, but <laughs> I just remembered that and I was like, sweet, she's back. That's, that's awesome. I mean, did, like how, how was interest even conveyed? Did you reach out to them or did they reach out to you? No, um, I think that they, I mean, they probably just had my file. I want to sound so like corporate, but I did my tryout with them in 2015 and I got this, I got signed with impact right after that. And, um, so while I was injured or sick, I don't know what you want to call it, but I was out from impact. Um, my contract expired during that time. This was January, 2018 was my last taping with them. And, um, then I couldn't wrestle for six to eight months. I was on blood thinners. So during that time, my contract expired and WWE happened to reach out and ask if I was available. Um, and I was. And during that time, I had been, I know I talked about like with Impact, it was a contract expiration and we are on good terms as far as I'm aware. One thing I don't think, I don't think I've ever said in an interview was that I was trying to like pitch things to Impact while I was injured. You know, I was trying to pitch different ideas of what I could do even while I was injured. Um but it just wasn't, wasn't happening. wasn't happening. And then the contract expired. Um, I don't even know if they knew. I don't even know if they realized yeah. that my contract had expired. And um, I was 
one of my friends that worked there mentioned like, oh, make sure you tell so-and-so. They might not even know. And I'm like, how, like, how do you not know? I don't know. I guess it is like having they, like this I mean, crazy they, polyamorous relationship with like thousands of people. They're, they're, I mean, yeah, there are people that are now on AEW that I know for a fact were supposed to get signed and WWE forgot to sign them. I mean, yeah, I guess if I had a that many relationships, I would need a spreadsheet or something, like some reminders <laughs> in my phone. This is your anniversary, you know? So um, that's kind of what happened was, I mean, I was out of the picture too. Um, not so much on social media. I tried to stay as relevant as I could. Uh, but yeah, I think they might've just forgot that I, my contract expired. They weren't really um, biting on any of my ideas. They didn't seem to have any ideas for me. So when WB reached out, I was like, okay. You know, when you feel like you're an, an option or a second choice or a not being appreciated when something else comes along, that's how, that's how life works. Which that was, man, I feel like we're jumping all over the page, but there's so much to talk to you about. I mean, there is, there's so much to talk to you about. Well, let me go back to that because I, I want to talk about the May Young Classic. When you were told that you're working with Mia Yim, did that like make you comfortable? Because that's somebody you'd worked with dozens of times. And if you're going to be out of the ring for that long... Mm -hmm. it's good to know that there's somebody you can have a match with in your sleep if you need to. Oh, absolutely. I was like, this is why the frenemy world tour happened. It all was for <laughs> this moment. It all culminated to this moment. You know, I've wrestled Mia literally all over the world. We wrestled in China yeah. and, uh, she, she broke my nose. Like we have so much history wrestled in shine. Um, and I was so relieved that I had her, even though I've, of course, when you like you know, I'm out the first round. I'm like, oh, but yeah. I was also like, this is the way I want to go. You know, this is the way I want to go. And fun fact, Serena D was our agent for that match. Oh, really? Yes. And I remember her telling us like, thank you so much because I didn't have to do any work on this. Like we pretty much <laughs> like, all right, we got it. Like in five minutes, we had everything. We got it. Let's go. <laughs> so uh, you guys haven't wrestled each other since, have you? No, we wouldn't have. Wow. She got signed after that. <laughs> wow. So Kind of going back to the AEW thing, you mentioned uh, Full Gear and you mentioned Serena agenting your match in the Mayan Classic. Who did that for uh, AEW? That was uh, Dustin. Okay. I mean, he's yeah. he was doing that in WWE long before AEW yes. and, and working really well. I know Jerry helps out a little bit as well in that regard. Did What kind mm -hmm. of feedback did you get for that match when you were at AEW? Man, uh, all the feedback that I've gotten has been great. And I think that's maybe the most confusing part of all. Yeah. Like I even reached out to like Serena and I have talked several times since. And I even, she even told me like, yeah, anyone I've ever, anyone that I've talked to since has been like, it was great. It was great. It was great. Um, I remember coming to the back. Dustin loved it. Tony loved it. I remember him telling me, great job. Great job. Happy birthday. Great job. Happy birthday. He kept saying that to me. And um, he, he, he actually, the first time we spoke, it was him dropping in my DMs to say happy birthday to me. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's such a cool, like chill guy. Um, I love it. It's so like, it just makes you feel comfortable. Like, okay, I don't have to like walk on eggshells. You know, you can actually be comfortable. And so um, throughout the night, whenever I saw him, he'd be like, great job, great job, great job. So I even asked some of my friends there, like, like Ricky, you know, I would ask other friends, like, does he say that to everyone or like, like, is he just saying it? And they're like, if he keeps saying it to you, like he means yeah. it, he, he wouldn't say it if you, so everyone was like, great job, great job, great job. And then, but like nothing came from it. So I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, Hey, you, you're going to drop in his DMS be like, Tony, what's up? Was it a great know, job? Like, you DMs me. So I'm DMing you back. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so basically there, there hasn't been further talks in that regard as of yet. 
As of right now, no. I know they have a lot going on. I know that um, they, I know they have a lot, a large roster, and not enough TV time for everyone. Um, I know that that's true, but I, I mean, both large companies, I think, are like that. But you know, you know how it is. Yeah. And with WWE, were there any talks after the May Young Classic? Did they say, well, we want to see how how you hold up physically, so to speak? Because I mean, I, I'm sure there were plenty of hurdles to even get you into that match after what you had been through. Yes, actually, I totally forgot about that until right now. Um, I almost didn't wrestle in the Mayan Classic because I needed another clearance letter from my doctor saying that I was okay to wrestle. I'm, I feel like, why would I know this? But at the same time, I should have known this. When I went in, you know, I had, um, I knew we were going to get a physical. For some yes. reason, I thought like, okay, I'm going to pass this physical and they're going to see I'm fine. No, of course, when I mentioned I had blood clots earlier this year, they're going to be like, um... We need further clearance. I didn't think about that because I'm just thinking like, yeah, whatever physical they give me, they're going to see that I'm fine. Of course. If they don't have like a, a, a CT scan, you know, there to like check and make sure your lungs are okay. So I had to message my doctor and it was like a comical um, hurdle of events those next two or three days. So while all the other girls were allowed to get in the ring, try stuff out, um, do whatever they had to do, I wasn't allowed to get in the ring. I wasn't allowed to touch a weight. I wasn't allowed to do anything until I was medically cleared. So I just did promos and like hung out basically for the next few days because my doctor, for some reason, could not get that note to me until the very last minute. And um, they had like an issue back home in Michigan where like their power went out. They couldn't fax something. It was like, it was hilarious to me now. It wasn't hilarious then. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I got this far and now they're going to be like, sorry, you can't wrestle. So it was like down to the minute when uh, I had one of the nurses at my doctor's office text me a picture of the letter because they were having issues with her power it was very it was so bizarre but I remember it being down to the minute and they were like all right you're good and I was like so wow that being said we never got to go over anything for a match either whatever we did out there that was my first that was my first match back truly like we it was there was no there was no rehearsal for that so like if I didn't have that experience and with Mia I don't know what the hell would happen <laughs> man that is that is wild. That is a roller coaster. I mean, you, you were talking about your roller coaster AEW week. That way, I know. Whew. So yeah. this is after you had left Impact Wrestling, where you had been for a while, and you had been there through like seventeen different name changes for the company. Do you own any Global Force Gold? Gold? Yeah. Do like, you remember when Jarrett was selling the gold for a little bit? Oh no, I have a poster on my wall. Do you? I, I'm I'm interviewing him in a couple of weeks. I'm actually very excited for it. But you were there through a lot of changes, and I mean a lot of changes. Let's talk about some of those, because when you left, it was for the regime that's there now. You you on good terms, bad terms? You want to bury anybody? I'm here if you want to. I definitely <laughs> oh, I know. Won't, I know you are. I, I definitely are. won't use it for a headline at all. <laughs> I won't chop it up, put it in a Twitter clip, tag the person. I won't do it. I can do that myself. You should already know. That's a, good so, point. That's a very good point. So um, if I wanted to do that, I would do that. Um, no, I'm on good terms as far as I'm aware. Um, but yeah, my first set of tapings there, every time I went in 2016, something new was happening. So I think my very first taping, I remember having a meeting, Dixie was holding a meeting and um, I didn't know what was happening. I was very confused as to what she was talking about because I was brand new. So I had to get like the, I had to, um, have a friend explain to me what was happening. And then the next time there was a different thing. And then the next time there was a name change in it. So every single taping 
something new was happening. So I came right at that like crazy point in impact. And there were a few crazy points in impact in which you were well, there. I mean, there's, there's Dixie going in and out. There's Jeff popping up, which I honestly, I thought that Jeff and Karen, when they came back and cut that promo, I was like, man, that was a badass promo. I'm excited to see him back. Lots of good things happening. And then shortly after that, that's done. Callis and Demore in, but you're out shortly thereafter. Did you like? Did you look at the regime change as a catalyst for you leaving, or were you just like, I'm ready to no, move on? No, because I think um, I was used to it. Because that, there was no like, um, I didn't know it to be a consistent thing. Yeah. I came in when it was already very hectic. Uh, so, and I know, I knew Scott Demore from before as well. So there was like some familiarity there. And yeah, I, I mean, I did enjoy when Jeff was there. Um, I think maybe I'm biased though, because I think he really liked me and really liked my character. I know he really loved the feathers. Um, so I, I didn't talk to him too much because he's of course running around with the headset on all the time. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, I think it was pretty obvious that they liked me. They had me in a top storyline. I was with Karen all the time, cutting promos and stuff. So um I mean, that's when I feel like they really let me take it and run with it. Karen's an underrated promo. She can she can cut a promo. I was she gets intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> so so you're you're there, and obviously they got you in a top spot. It goes really well. I mean, that's that's how so so much of of the audience discovered who you were was was your incredible run there. Have you spoken with them since in like the last three years? about potentially returning because we've seen some some turnover on their roster, especially the last year. You got Rachel Ellering and um, Taylor Wilde coming back. You got a lot of high-level oh. women. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, so maybe I dropped a scoop there. Uh, but there's a lot of high-level women that were that are out that they could use to use an Allison K to replace. Tessa Blanchard, Taya, Kylie Ray. Have you spoke with them at all? Not really. I haven't really spoke with the office at all. Um, I talked to Gail here and there. Um, we remained friends over the years, but um, it's kind of like casual, you know, so just seeing how things go and whatnot. I mean, I think that seems like it'd be good. Plus, Gail's wonderful. Who doesn't love Gail yes. Kim? I know. She she said Some people on Twitter, but <laughs> she got me an interview with uh, Nydia, actually. I know. I think I messaged you about her. I tweeted it or something. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it was you or if I messaged Gail, but I was so excited about it because I love Nydia. Me too. Oh, she, <laughs> she's wonderful. Like she'll, she'll message me and be like, how was your Christmas? And I'm Aww. like, oh, what, what a wonderful lady. What a wonderful <laughs> lady. But I mean, yeah, that, it seems like a natural thing. And they've, again, Impact is bringing in a whole lot of other people. Another name that I'm not going to spoil here, but I'll tell you off the air. Don't worry. Okay. okay. Uh, they, they got a lot of people coming in and out. But we've also seen other promotions try to kickstart their women's division. Ring of Honor is one that has been trying. Of course, they had some some issues with their champion a couple years ago, which have carried over into court. They were going to relaunch last year. Pandemic happened. They're finally getting it sort of kicked off. Have you had any conversations with them? How would you feel about that? Is that a no-go or is that a possibility for you? It's funny when it's hard to say when you ask if I've had conversations with people, because I feel like I have friends in every company at yeah. this point in my career. So I like, I'm always talking to people casually about things, but like fishing for a headline. I know you are. I know you are. I'm open to opportunities. I will say that yeah. much. I'm open to opportunities. I'm a free agent. So I'm down to go everywhere. I feel like that's the best deal. If you can just pop in and out of places and not have to like 
really fulfill any contractual obligations and you can just do your own thing. You don't have to worry. Like, do I have to take my Twitch down? Do I have to take my Patreon down? Yes. Like that's, what's up. You know, I'm, I like, I like being free. I think I like being free. As long as I have the support behind me and I can pay my bills, I am actually enjoying for the most part being independent. And that's, that's actually something I had a conversation with one of your recent opponents, Jordan Grace, couldn't believe it was the first time you all wrestled. I know, I know. But she's got a lot of decisions to make coming up soon. And one of those decisions is, do I end up somewhere where I can't run my Patreon and connect with my fan base? And that's something that you have specific, I mean, you were ahead of the curve with Patreon. You were years ahead of the curve on Patreon and that type of thing. So how much does that weigh into like a decision that you would make? Well, um... I'm sure that these larger companies could pay me more than I'm making on Patreon and I wouldn't have to hustle as much. So I'm not saying that I would never sign a contract. Of course, I'm not saying that. Um, But when it comes to like the smaller promotions, like I, it is a factor, you know, Um, like for example, during the pandemic, my Patreon was paying my bills. Mm -hmm. When NWA cut our pay, I could not pay my mortgage with what they were paying me. And uh, Patreon came in and saved the day. So I, it, it is, and not just that, it's not just a financial thing either. I do really love being able to, I guess, like open up to my fans to an extent. And I'm doing a little more of that now on Twitch. I just started Twitch last month, but I still like, um, most of the, most of like anything about my personal life, things like that. I save for Patreon because yeah. I mean, those people are, it's not just like, Oh, we got to, it's behind a paywall. I know you hear that all the time I with people. Hate it. Paywall. Well, no, I want to talk to people who want to be here. I don't want to just open up all this information for trolls to do whatever they want with. Yep. So it's like, an, it's more of like a private and more intimate setting. And I, I would hate to lose that. For, for me, as somebody who writes news and breaks news, I find out that my information is disseminated a lot more accurately when people are paying to see it. Interesting. You don't, you don't see people <laughs> taking liberties with the nature of what you say a lot when they're already paying a few bucks to, to see it. And of course, right. I appreciate all those people too. But, uh, I spoke to Thunder Rosa recently, and I know you saw what she said. I was like, <laughs> I was like, who would you want to see in the MMA cage from 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 wrestling? And she was like, well, there's plenty, but the one I want to see is somebody who's already done it, Allison Kay. Is there a possibility? We have seen Combate Americas bring in her, uh, Sexy Star, a bunch of pro wrestlers. I, I spoke to another wrestler, uh, Hunico Sinkara, who was like, man, they tried to get me to do it too. Uh, now, obviously, that is is for a more Latino Latina demographic, but I don't think you would have trouble finding a pro fight if if you so wanted because you got a big name. Is there any possibility, or do you prefer the, to go the training method and just supplement your wrestling with that? First of all, I was very surprised that um, Thunder Rosa said something nice. So when I saw that the the tweet where it said like Thunder Rosa wants Allison to go back to MMA or something, I thought it was going to be like, I want her to go get her ass beat. That's what I thought she was going to say. <laughs> that doesn't sound like her. So I was getting ready for that. And I was like, oh, she actually said something nice. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> interesting. Um, I do constantly feel like I'm getting the itch to wrestle again, especially when I'm out of a contract. I feel like, oh, I can do whatever I want now. So that was another thing that like the potential of signing a large contract, I started to have like, um, I don't even know what you would call it. I don't want to say like nightmares, but I would have like, um, that stress sleep where you wake up, like, like, I, I don't know, just thinking about all the things I wouldn't be able to do if I signed a bigger contract, like I wouldn't be able to fight, yeah. you know, they wouldn't let me fight. Um, I mean, depending on where you go, of course, but 
So, and then let me realize like, yeah, I do. I do think I want to fight again. I feel like I'm getting that itch, you know, and I have competed in jujitsu recently and I want to continue doing that. I think I have another one coming up in May and, um, I don't know. It's interesting. I, I love watching Invicta. I know that they just yeah. signed a deal with Anthem, I believe yeah. or whatever the AXS. Yeah. yeah. They're going to pop up on access. Yeah. Oh, is that how you say it? Access. access yeah. <laughs> I'm like AXS. AXS. Uh, <laughs> no, no offense to, to AXS. Nobody watches them outside of impact. Cause they, they run Sammy Hagar concerts all the time and that's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think, I think Invicta will bring a lot of viewers then because I'm always trying to watch Invicta and I think they were on fight pass before. They were. So, um, yeah, I, I do have that itch to fight again. I don't know if I would go pro though, because I've only had one amateur fight. I feel like I want to do it the, I don't want to say the right way, but you know, the smart way. Maybe. Yeah. I feel like my coach would be like, yeah, let's, uh, let's take another amateur fight before we go pro. How about that? Fair. You know? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so obviously MMA pro wrestling go hand in hand a lot. And I don't think anything marries those concepts better than blood sport. And you have been an integral part of blood sport. I've been so happy to see it. You've been very successful. You you faced Nicole Savoy. uh, You faced Masha, uh, Lindsay Snow, and I think it was Killer Kelly that you faced. How has that been? Because I was so excited to see you doing it. And not just you doing it, three years in a row you've done it. And it's shown people a side of you that maybe they didn't get to see outside. Yes, I absolutely love blood sport. I wish I could wrestle like that all the time. And I think that's what made me realize like, oh, maybe I just want to fight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I, I, it just feels so much more natural, I guess, um, because that is the training that I'm always doing. You know, I don't have, there isn't really a pro wrestling ring around me in Michigan that I'm aware of where I can easily just stop in and like, oh, just run the ropes or whatever. Yes. Not that I would be doing that, but you know what I mean? So like my training is all MMA based. So I feel like, oh, this is, I just feel so, so at home here in blood sport. And I'm so happy that it's just wild that it even happened because it came from like a sort of joking tweet, but not, I wasn't joking, but I yeah. said, um, what did I say? I said, I, I, you put it I out there into the world. Hmm? You put it out there into the world. Basically. Well, I said, I want to wrestle for blood sport so I can butterbean these hoes or something like that. <laughs> Like sort of jokingly, but I was being serious at the same time. And then uh, Brett reached out to me. He's like, oh, are you being serious? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm being serious. So uh, I've enjoyed it. I've really, really enjoyed it. I wish all my matches could be like that. Watching Bloodsport is what makes me go, okay, I'm, I'm going to go train this week. That's like, it's, <laughs> it's such a pure, simple form of combat and wrestling. And you see an awful lot of people step over in there and you're like, it's it's sort of that bridge where you're like, okay, they, they do MMA, they train. Could they make it in pro wrestling? That's like a very pure spot. Like if, say, Stefan Bonner were to pop up there, and he's teased that before. If he can work a little bit there, it's like, okay, you're, there's probably something there as well. And to the contrary, if you see somebody turning their hips into their kicks that you haven't necessarily seen do MMA before, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. They, they've trained a little bit. There's so much cool stuff about blood sport that I love. And I assume that's something that you look forward to keep doing. Oh, absolutely. I love, I love doing it. I already said, I want Karen next KZT. She won her first match there at this last blood sport. I didn't get to watch it yet. Um, but I heard great things. I don't know if you got to see all of them. I, I so like, the s- ring was so far away. Yeah. I, I got to see watch. most of it. Yeah. So her and Janai for that matter. Um, I love, I like that style, Janai style. I feel like it's very, um, it's the opposite of mine. It's very, very like karate based, right? Taekwondo, I think. Um, 
And so it's a lot of striking and I feel like I'm more grappling and I would love to, I want Karen next. I want KZT next because she's a jujitsu black belt. And I feel like I have yet to have someone with that. Like Lindsay Snow would have been the closest with a jujitsu background, yeah. but like KZT is a black belt. Like I would love to, I feel like that would just flow so well. Is there anybody that you see out either on the independent circuit or signed that you would love to see blood sport? I mean, there's Thunder Rosa. She's doing MMA fights. Jessamine Duke is more into the, the game streaming. I know they wanted her to do it, though. Um, also, you got Tay Kanji out there who has got a, a legit grappling background. Is there anybody that you're looking at and you're like, man, I'd love to do that with them? Well, um, Thunder Rosa and I kind of just did that in the cage match we had in Mission Pro. <laughs> Every time you all wrestle each other, it feels like you all do I know, that. I know. So I feel like we've already done that together. Um, actually someone asked me this last weekend and I feel like I'm going to say the same answer. I, it's not a possibility right now, but maybe one day in the future, I would love to have Shayna Baszler at Bloodsport. Oh, that'd be great. Wouldn't it? It would. I, I bet Josh would. would love it too. <laughs> oh yes. <he> would. <laughs> you know, he'd love that. I, a little birdie told me that maybe there was some interest in trying to get Jessamine to do it. That's one that I look at and I'm like, all right, two, two women, almost six feet tall experienced uh throwing down like that's not a visual you get to see a lot in, in right, that right. space and I, I think it'd be a, a really cool thing so i tried to get you to bury people earlier you wouldn't <laughs> you wouldn't do it but that's okay because i have a segment called shooting softly where mm-hmm. i ask you to say nice things about some of your your colleagues your co-workers and maybe Maybe some of your enemies that I don't know that you actually hate, and I put you in an awkward position. And you got to say something nice about them. I'm familiar. I'm familiar with the segment. Yeah, it's it's not. It gets good I've been featured. Yeah, you you <laughs> people. I've asked people about you plenty. Uh, mm-hmm. Let Let's start with somebody who I know that you like, Marty Bell. Oh, that's a good one. Oh man, but it's also hard because where do I even start? Yeah. Marty is the yin to my yang. <laughs> She is um, one of the most selfless people. She is so, she's my biggest supporter. She is so hilarious. I wish more people knew how funny she is. Like she can go into any room and make friends with everyone. I actually brought her to one of my cousin's wedding a long time ago. And I knew, I knew it doesn't matter that she just knows me. She's going to sit at whatever table. She's going to start a conversation. She's going to start dancing with random people. Like, she just like she is a social butterfly, and I feel like she is truly my better half because she is like she makes up for what I lack. I'm more introverted; she's way more extroverted. So I feel like we balanced each other very well. How about Zicky Dice? He was a fellow that was in the NWA for a while. I know that you guys have hung out a bit. Zicky Dice, he is. I feel like Zicky Dice is a creative genius, and I he feel is. like he has yet to even tap into what he has to offer. I feel like. My man's needs to be signed, first of all, somewhere, because he is just too outlandish for to just be sitting around, you know, and he's not just sitting around. He's on Twitch. He's killing it on Twitch. I message him like every other day, like, how do I do this? How do you do that? He's he is my guru when it comes to Twitch. He's helped me along the way. And he is a great guy. He's very good at it. When I messaged him last year, when I heard he asked for his NWA release, all he said was outlandish. And I was like, you piece of shit. I was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> At least he said outlandish and didn't just put the emojis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dixie Carter. 
Dixie Carter. You know, I didn't get to know Dixie very well. She was only at like one or two of the tapings that I, that I was at. So I don't really know her on a personal level, but she seemed, um, from my experience, I will say she seemed to care Mm -hmm. from the meetings that we had. She seemed like she was like emotionally invested. A person that we saw you work at Evolve and now in WWE, Shotzi Blackheart. Shotzi Blackheart has an amazing voice, which now she we does. all know, I guess, because yeah. she just put out that song and I was blown away. But I knew this for years because I don't know how long these are supposed to be, by the way. I don't know if it's supposed oh, to be like I, a I don't couple mind. words. They can be as long okay. as you want. So um, we were at a shine show, Shotzi, myself, Mercedes Martinez and um, Dementia DeRose. Our flights got canceled because of terrible weather. Rise, we had Rise the next day in Chicago. Uh, Rise rented us a van. We drove 13 hours overnight from New York to Chicago, the th- the four of us, and we kept like taking turns. And I remember waking up one night because whoever wasn't driving, you had to sleep so you could drive. Yeah. And so I remember waking up and hearing Shotzi singing Shania Twain. And then I, so I also found out she loves 90s country. I was raised on 90s country. It's the only country I listened to because it's nostalgic. And so I didn't know her mom also like pretty much raised her on 90s country. So we had a bonding moment there, but I knew she could sing. I knew she could sing from that day. How about Sarah Logan, who a lot of people might not even know that you teamed with an awful lot over in Japan? Yes, Sarah Logan, my former uh, roommate in Japan. Sarah, oh man, Sarah is, Sarah's wild, which I think people can see now. (laughs) She is, Sarah is so funny. I remember, um, oh man, I have so many stories from Japan and I didn't even know where to start, (laughs) but. uh, That's something we've not even scratched the surface with in our interviews that I want to talk about in the future. Right? I know there's still so much to talk about. Sarah is, Sarah is so funny and she has one of the most contagious laughs. All right, there we go. That's nice. Somebody who I noticed you had worked a mixed tag with in the past, widely known as one of the nicest people in wrestling, the Blue Meanie. The Blue Meanie, yes. Um, all of my experiences with him, which have been few and far between, he's very positive. He seems like such a cool guy. I don't know him very well, but um, he is very, he seems very approachable and very just down to do whatever, which I appreciate. I had uh, mentioned her a little bit earlier. Shaza McKenzie. I, I did an interview with her and I don't think I've laughed that much during an interview. <laughs> Shaza. I love Shaza. I miss her. Um, what can I say about Shaza? Probably your future I, opponent in WCW 2021. Oh yeah, for sure. We're going to run that division. I'll say that. Um, Shaza, I, I really admire her drive. There you go. There you go. And then we'll, we'll talk about a team that we saw seen pop up a lot of places. The Sea Stars, Ashley Vox, Delmi Exo. So I know Ashley better than I know Delmi just because of NWA. We worked, we wrestled together a lot, um, but I love both those girls. I remember meeting them for the first time a few years ago and taking a picture with them at a random indie show in like Pennsylvania. <laughs> and I was like, they're so good. They're going to do great things. And um, they are, let me think of, I'm trying to think individually about them because, uh, oh man. They're just very, they're very sweet. They're very sweet. They're very humble. And um, I, I feel like I keep saying everyone is funny, but Ashley is very funny. I didn't get to know Delmi as much, but um, Ashley, I, when I think of Ashley, I just think of her laughing, just constantly laughing. So as we wrap up, uh, 
to kind of pull back the curtain, we're filming this one day after we hear of like mass WDB releases. And there are some really talented people among these releases. Chelsea Green, that's a you you've done plenty of work with her. That girl's a star. Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, hilarious. Mickey James. Can't find a spot for Mickey James. I don't know what you're doing. When <laughs> when you look at this, you you probably look at this and realize I'm probably going to get booked against several, if not all, of these people. Booked with them, against them. Uh, is there anything you're looking forward to? And as someone who has been on the free agent market, what kind of advice would you give them? Oh, man. My advice would be, you're hot off the market. Milk everyone for all they're worth. <laughs> Do it right now. Um, I'm looking forward to, I would love to wrestle all of them. All of them. And I did wrestle, of course, I wrestled Chelsea before we worked together in Impact a lot. Never wrestled Mickey James, never wrestled uh, Billy Kay, actually. She, her and Peyton got signed pretty quickly um, after I started going to Shimmer anyway. Um, and Billy had already been, had already been there. I did wrestle Peyton, though. I wrestled Peyton in a tag match at Shimmer. And but that was a long time ago. I'm sure we're very different people now. So. Yeah. Um, I would love to wrestle all of them. I would love to reunite with Chelsea. Uh, we were uh, we were in a stable in Impact. I would love to bring back the hot mess and be involved in some matter because that was those were some of the funnest segments of my career. It's wild for me to think that you've never wrestled Mickey James. I guess I thought she was in TNA a lot longer or a lot later than she was, but like she, she was gone. She, she was, was gone she was point. she was long gone. Like I just realized she was long gone by like 2013. Then they brought her back so she could get pushed in front of a train on TV by. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even think I knew that. And I, th- I thought it was like James Storm pushed her in front of a train or something. Oh, like, so, okay. Yeah, it was it was pretty wild. But let the people know where they can find you. Of course, you're on Patreon. You're on Twitch. You're oh, all Lord. over the place. I know. I'm so many places. I love Really, it. if you want to find all my socials, go to my website, alisonk.com. That's the easiest thing because I have everything on there. But I have my uh, Twitter and Instagram, which is still at Sienna. For maybe forever. I don't know. Unless someone wants to drop some dollars. Pay me. I will give it to you. Okay. There you go. I'll, I'll <laughs> sell Sean Ross Sapp if somebody pays me. <laughs> right. Um, I have patreon.com slash Allison K. I'm on Twitch now. I'm streaming on Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv slash the Allison K. Because for some reason, Allison K was already taken. I don't know. Um, yes, that is where you can find me. Find me on Twitch because I have a sub goal. I have a new sub goal in the next 30 days. I'm trying to hit 500 subs. And if I hit it, I don't know if it's too big, but I feel like you got to go big or go home. And if we hit 500 subs in the next 30 days, I'm flying Marty Bell out to Detroit and we're going to join Hot Girl Twitch. I don't even know what that means, but we're going to do it. I love it. Allison Kay, I always love talking to you. We're definitely going to have to talk again because we haven't even talked about your WWE tryout. We haven't talked about Japan. There's so (laughs) much stuff we haven't, but you've been generous with your time and I appreciate it. Uh, I would have appreciated if you buried, like you bury Scott Demore. (laughs) bury him real quick <laughs> maybe maybe next time i'll have more people to bury i feel like i gotta save it for my book you know i'm you gonna get, write a book one day i've heard a lot of people say that lately and i was like that you know what that's savvy that's a good idea i appreciate <laughs> it uh guys check out allison k she is all over the place and she does some fantastic work thank you I, thank you for having me until next time guys
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.